Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So today is November 8th, 2019, and it's Friday, and for some reason yesterday I thought it was Wednesday, but yesterday I was... Uh, I had like the biggest migraine. I don't know if any of you are migraine sufferers, but I tried everything to slow down my excited potassium channels, which is what they say causes this, uh, you know, to, um, help myself along. Now, one thing that, um, we're going to be talking about today is election fraud. And I've uh, had shows before on how important and how I say the best thing that that we have as Americans the best gift we have is a vote because look at the look at the Brits they voted to get out and they're still not getting out right what their vote means nothing the Greeks 62 percent voted to get out of the EU guess where they are they're still within the EU 62 percent and their vote was dismissed so the vote is the most important thing having said that I just wanted to say um, I was, you know, obviously, like I said, I had a really bad migraine and went to sleep, didn't put my phone on charge. It was dead. So in the morning, um, I kind of just lay in bed thinking, all right, let me let my phone charge before I try to turn it on. Cause the juice is real dead. And I opened up one of my books that I have next to my nightstand. One of my favorite books to peruse sometimes. And it's the book of political lists, George Magazine did this. John F. Kennedy Jr. put this together. And in there, there's um, on page 31, it, it's titled The Tyranny of the Minority. Presidents who won with less than 50% of the popular vote. You know, voter fraud. You want to talk voter fraud? We're going to go into 1992. Bill Clinton. Oh, by the way, remember how Hillary was like, but I won the popular vote. Mm. Well, Bill Clinton in 1992 won with only 43% of the vote. And again, Bill Clinton in 1996 only won with 49% of the vote. Yet Hillary Clinton was complaining how she had the popular vote and should have won. But her husband both times had taken the presidency with the minority, no majority vote, right? <laughs> Let's just get that clear. So now that we're into this voting mood, I'm going to take you back in time to 2016. And I'm going to walk you through uh, what happened to me. Okay. Because when we talk voter fraud, it's like, yeah, we're going to like audit and that guys, I was actually victim of this. And you're going to be like, what, Tori, did someone drop a voting name? Who knows? I mean, uh, all the systems aren't talking county clerks, city clerks, this clerk. So nobody knows. But what I can tell you is that I can say this with actual fact and pictures and everything and backup and emails and you name it and audio that Non-U.S. citizens are registered to vote. Now, I've went through this with you guys before on the radio where we talked about this, how I told you that I've put in proposals on how we can fix our problem with illegal immigrants or resident aliens voting in our elections. So I've been saying this all the time, right? So let me take you down what what went down. So we're talking June 2016. I'm out, you know, uh couple hundred feet away from my primary polling station in my new town uh, in North Dakota. And um, I'm handing out Trump signs and stickers to passerbys and having a lot of fun doing it. Turns out we're going in to uh, get in and um, 
vote. So I go in to vote. But, you know, we had just moved there. I hadn't updated my driver's license. It's like, you know, you got to take time off to go to the DMV. And, you know, for some reason, I thought the DMV in the state of North Dakota, which is super tiny, would be as difficult to get things done um, as it is in bigger cities. You know, I've taken a ticket at the DMV in um, states like Kentucky and Oregon, and I'm there at 8 a.m., and I'm still not seen, and it's 5 p.m., and they're like, come back tomorrow, and you're just like... Well, even if I come back tomorrow when you open, I'm still not going to be seen because there's so many people. So anyway, I hadn't updated my driver's license um, at all. And I went to vote and I took my youngest with me. And when I went there, there were two ladies, you know, super old ladies and apparently volunteers. That's how it works here. And. I gave them my name and I said where I lived. So, um, and I was like, I live here. I brought bills to show that I live there. I mean, 500 people lived in the area. It's not like, um, you know, that would it maybe a thousand maximum were tied to that polling station. So it's not like nobody knows each other. The police station is adjacent to this, uh, you know, place where you were voting. I mean, you knew everyone, right? And the chief of police, um, at the time was a, a for a former U.S. Marshal, really good guy too. Anyway, and um, I enter the polling station with my daughter. I give them my address and I walk down the line kind of like a like a buffet. Right. <laughs> and so when I get to the end to go get my ballot, she's like, uh, sorry, you're not on the list. And I was like, what do you mean? on the list. She's like, right here, I see a Barry Lindemann, but I don't see you. And I'm like, um, hold on a second. Why is he on that list? And I was like, here's my identification. I just haven't, how do you have him on that list? Uh, you know, I, I didn't know. Okay. At that time, guys, just to tell you, I didn't know that what they did was print out the DMV records to put the list. I mean, you would think it's common knowledge, but it was actually the first time I was actually told that. And I said, well, okay, I haven't updated my driver's license, but again, why is he on the list? The DMV already knows that he's not an American citizen. Why would he be on the list? Look, if you're on the list, you can vote. She goes, you're not on the list. You can't vote. I said, but I'm an American citizen. Are you depriving me the right to vote in these presidential primary elections? Are you kidding? And she was like, listen, ma'am. I was like, first of all, you're going to delete his name. You're going to cross it out and you're going to put down not allowed to vote. And she looked at me and she was like, ma'am, if you're on the list, you're allowed to vote. I was like, I'm telling you, he's not allowed to vote. And obviously, you know, she rolled her eyes. One of them were making a comment like, oh, my God, New Yorkers. And it's like, oh, my gosh, how are these people supposed to be protecting our vote and taking our ballots and not as pissed as I am that someone who doesn't have a right to vote is on that freaking list right i'm like come on seriously so um unbeknownst to me you know they were they were really um what was it offended so they just walk through the door and the chief of police strolls up and i was like hey I was like, hey, by the way, you're here. He's like, yeah, they called me here. I was like, excuse me? And I look at them and they all look away and I'm like, did they just call the cops on me because I told them they don't know how to do their job? I was like, okay, can you educate them and tell them that a U.S. passport proves that you are a citizen of the U.S. because she's telling me it doesn't. And she said, it's not on our list as proof of uh, citizenship. And I just looked at her. When you apply for a job, I was so irate, you guys. I was, I literally lost Every, I was thinking, who appointed these biddies here to allow people to get ballots that have no names on them, right? To just say, yeah, here, take it. This is how elections are compromised. Okay. So I was 
so irate. I looked at him and I was like, tell her because I'm freaking. He's like, no, it is valid identification. It's not on our list. It doesn't matter. It's a passport, he said. You can't get a passport if you're not a U.S. citizen. And, you know, she wouldn't accept government identification. Like, uh, you know, you can't vote with your military ID, by the way, either, just so you know. And so you couldn't use anything except for a driver's license in the state of North Dakota we're talking. And I'm freaking out. And I was like, tell them that they need to remove him. Tell him to cross it out. I'm not leaving here until she crosses him out. And I was like, he was like, why? You think Barry's going to come here and vote? I was like, no, he won't because he knows how I feel about it. But the thing is, he shouldn't be on there, and it's a matter of principle. She needs to cross it out and write down, not U.S. citizen. And he said, just just do it for the sake of it, as if they were trying to appease me. And I'm thinking, oh, no, they didn't. So I went home furious. I finished up whatever articles I was writing for someone. And so furious, you guys, I was like, if if I was that emoji with the fire coming out of her head, and I was so irate, so irate. So I get on there and I get on the horn and I call the secretary of state and I'm like, I demand to speak to the secretary of state of North Dakota. I want to speak about elections. I want to, you know, and so I got to speak to some people other than the secretary of state. He was too busy riding scooters and falling off of them. So I was just like, all right, um, I'll find him, which I did, by the way. I confronted him face to face, especially, uh, you know, in 2018. That's when I really got my face to face speaking to him and the potential candidate that was running um, for attorney general on the Dem ticket asked them both the same question. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So as I'm talking to him, he, um, as I'm talking to the author, I speak to someone who's responsible for this and they're like, no, this happens everywhere across the U S we use the database of driver's license. And I was like, "Mm, okay, so what States have I held the driver's license in? Let me check. So I checked the state of Kentucky. All right. And to check in, in Kentucky, you have to register, but the way you register is when you get your driver's license. Apparently they ask you what party do you affiliate with and do you have, and are you an American citizen? Now I don't remember ticking off any of that and I would never put a political party to say I'm a Democrat or Republican, especially when I contract with the U S government, because then that shows some kind of bias. So. I would have never, you know, I don't remember filling that out. I gave him like that, you know, um, international driver's license, swapped it um, for my um, Kentucky one where I took the test, even though my name was misspelled, you know, how to deal with it. And, you know, man, if the government ever gets your name spelled wrong, dude, it is, it took me <sighs> almost a decade to get that stuff fixed. But anyway, um, and that was it. It was the same day my husband did his. So I checked the Kentucky site in 2016 and found that not only was he registered, but he was eligible to vote. And I'm thinking, there's no way my husband, you know, with only a week within the United States and just getting his alien resident card would say he's an American citizen. He actually prides on the fact that he's British. So... I'm like, all right, this is a problem because he's going to be up for renewal with immigration and he's been registered there. What if someone dropped the vote with his name and I started to panic? That was my panic. Not so much the fraud because there are two votes, but more so that was my driver, right? That was my concern. So I get on the phone 
with the governor's office in Kentucky. And they guided me to speak to some other department, which was like, well, you know, we can tell you if you voted or you didn't, blah, 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 blah. And then I get with the attorney general's office. Attorney General Andy Brashear's office, right? The guy that suddenly won the governor elections by only 5,000 votes. Pay attention. So I get with his office. I file it. I, I tell him I want a formal investigation. I want a formal complaint. I want a clean bill of health that no one ever dropped a vote with my husband. And I also remembered, guys, my husband arrived to the United States in the fall of 2008. That is when everyone was voting for President Barack Hussein Obama, right? That included me too. So horrible. Biggest regret. But anyway, I told him, yo, come down with me before you start your new job because he started his new job um, right after the elections actually um, because he had just come to the United States and he had applied for work and got it, blah, 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 right? So I was like, you need to come down and see how we do elections here. You know, you took me to see how they do them in England. Come and see mine. This is an experience. So we take the kids so they could see. And lo and behold, as we're there, uh, they check, uh, they check my driver's license and they pick the name out and they found it. And then, you know, my husband, six feet tall, towers over and he's like, Oh, look, there's my name. They're like, yeah, you can go in that voting. I was like, no, he's not. He's, why is he on there? And you know, I didn't even think, like, I wasn't upset about it. We just laughed it off. And he's like, no, no, no. She, the wife says, no, it's a no. And we walk to the booth and I vote. I show it to him, like, how the booth is. And it was like this and like that, you know, the electronic booth, whatever, and just left it. And I didn't really think much of it. But at that point, it it made me pan. I panicked. I was like, oh, my God. What if? So the attorney general in Kentucky took my filing, my report. So now fast forward to July, I get a call from someone in the attorney general's office in Kentucky who expressed to me that they were looking and they don't think anybody voted with Barry's record. I mean, it's not coming up and that I should be okay. And uh, the process to get me removed from the voter rolls in the state of Kentucky was to send a letter with our signatures requesting to be removed because obviously when you change your driver's license or it expires, you don't automatically get removed. You're on there forever. So I'm like, okay. Fair enough. So I, I, I draft a letter up. I print it out. I uh, meet with my husband at the local UPS and we get it notarized. I fax it and from the UPS and then I mail it from there. All right. Done. Finished. Now, I let that go. And then when I got confirmation and then I had given everything, you know, to um, – to say it to uh, the immigration services and everything that nothing was there because I wanted to tell them I wanted to be up front because if someone voted for him, dude, I did not want him to get auto deported. That is auto deportation. If you are a legal or illegal immigrant and you are found to have voted in presidential elections by law, you can be auto deported. And just so you know, a lot of people that have then applied for American citizenship, if they have ever voted, they're in a lot of trouble because they don't get citizenship no matter how many years they lived here. So, and that's also on audio, by the way. So I I had recorded audio of all of this stuff that I'm talking about confirmed. I actually gave it um, to Millie Weaver and to a great journalist you all know as well, um, Haley Kennington, so they can actually, one is writing up the article, and I want um, uh, Millennial Millie to do a full report on this. Like, I have this on audio, you guys. This is like real stuff. This stuff happened. So here we go to 2018, and I'm going to take you now from 2016 when that happened. Wait. 
Let me just hide us. After everything was done in September, I started posting about it. I started bringing attention to the fact that there's election fraud and everything. Needless to say, the attorney general of North Dakota was coming at me. Yeah, Alex Jones is covering this right now because we have the audio. It's me that you're going to hear on that. So uh, the, th- the thing is, I started bringing the attention to it. And I even have a Facebook post where the North Dakota attorney general is like, well, you need to take it up with the other state because we don't, we don't register people. And I'm like, shut up. You don't register people. You just print them off. So now that was it. I got it on Reddit a little bit, a lot, a little people, a bit of people talked about it, but nobody really cared, right? Um, so now we move on, and you know, when I pitched the story to big publications, they were like, ah, not really a story, because they fixed it. And I'm like, whatever. Things don't, everything happens for a reason, right? So here we go, um, uh, fast forward to, uh, it's um the North Dakota GOP convention. There we go. And this is in April of 2018, right before the mid-year elections, right? And I confront Al Yeager, the Secretary of State, who is a dinosaur, who probably has dementia. He shouldn't even be in the job he is. But I confront him, and I'm like, listen, I contacted your office a few times. You know exactly who I am. I have put in complaints that no one is returning. The Attorney General of North Dakota in 2017 received a complaint. You received it. In 2016, you received complaints. No one's gotten back to me. Now that you're in front of me and I'm a delegate, right, now you need to answer to me. What are you going to do to fix this problem that we have? Because I'm giving you the solution. The solution is this. You are going to, on the back end, when someone comes in and gets a driver's license, their social security number tells you if they're U.S. citizens. If they're not, you should have a box there that says non-U.S. citizen and then just give them their license. And he says, oh, that's that's, that's racist. That's a, a Title IV violation. I was like, I didn't tell you to put a yellow Jewish star on the front of their darn license. It's a back-end thing. Just like you print out voter rolls excluding 18-year-olds, anyone under 18 from voting, you should have a section where you can click non-U.S. citizens excluded from these voter rolls. It'll make it safer for us. Yeah, no, that's like a violation. It's racist. It's a Title IV. I'm like, dude, you need to be out of office. You're not getting elected. Period. And so my vote went for the young guy that I loved. But obviously, you know, Dinosaurs want to be dinosaurs. This guy has been in office for almost 25 years, you guys, as Secretary of State. Like, where are the term limits? And and they railroaded this other guy that was awesome. So anyway, that's 2018. When the midterms come up, guess what I do? I'm like, you know, let me just check the state of Kentucky. So I check. And guess what? I went on the Secretary of State page on Kentucky, put in my name, my date of birth, the last four of my Social Security number, put in my husband's name, last four and date of birth, and we weren't there. And I was like, all right, we're off. Good. This is good, right? Progress. We're not on the voter roll anymore. They removed us. All right. So now the elections happen in Kentucky. And for some reason, something's not sitting right. I'm like, Andy Bashir has been attorney general for a while. So it would be okay for someone to think that someone would allow him to be governor, right? That people might like him, even Republicans, right? But then I see the total votes don't match and all this stuff. And then, you know, because I went to school in Kentucky, I heard that something happened about adding voters back on the voter roll. I'm like, what? Nah. But because I didn't hear about this. <laughs> so I check the website. And I'm like, and I posted it on my Twitter at Tori says, at, 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 under, uh, at Tori underscore says, 
screenshots that were on the voter roll. And it's like, okay, so there we are again. Why have we reappeared on the voter roll? I know that we had been removed. How are we back on there? So I called the Secretary of State. They were closed, so I called today. I left a message for the governor, told him, yo, I tweeted you out. You need to check this stuff out. We were removed and then put back on. Here's my phone number. Call me. Um, I called the Secretary of State, the Kentucky Board. Obviously, I tried to get to the AG, but, you know, the AG must have done something. And here's what I got. Just a month ago, there was litigation that the Attorney General, Andy Brashear, conducted against the state, petitioning that 175,000 voters that had been purged from the electoral roll in Kentucky be put back on. What? So that's possibly how you, Miss Tory, and uh, your immigrant husband were probably placed back onto the voter roll. Uh, what? So let me get this straight. This guy's AG, he wants to run for governor, and suddenly 175,000 people are put back on to the voter roll. Sounds legit, right? Huh. That sounds really interesting, because I had removed myself. I went, I paid to get someone to, to, to notarize, you know, and I sent that off, and I was removed. I saw I was removed. How was I put back on when I put an official request? Like, guys, I had turned things upside down. Turned things upside down, because the one thing that I say all the time, even to my kids is your vote is the only thing that matters. That is the only thing American citizens have that nobody else on the planet has. I don't care what you say. Oh, but they vote in Germany. They vote in Greece. They vote in England. Their votes don't count. I can point out a million ways. into. I mean, Brexit is just one of them. Grexit is another one in 2015. 16.9% voted to get out of the EU, and guess where they're at? They're in the EU with more austerity measures. They had capital controls, and they voted all against this and still there. So again, remember, you don't have a queen that you bow down to. You don't have a fake parliament like the UK does. The, the Canada, Australia still have a queen. Their votes don't really count because the queen has a say. Remember, this is the only free country. And the only thing, the only thing that identifies that as being free, yeah, you would say First Amendment, Second Amendment, it's your right to vote. And you should exercise. And I was so proud in 2018 when my youngest at the time, she was 12, gave a speech to the North Dakota GOP saying, you guys should all be proud because your vote matters. And every single person coming on this stage, I was so proud. I was like, yeah, what's up? I did good with that kid. What's up? Well, with both of them, right? The thing is, is that voter fraud is real. I saw it in the North Dakota elections that just passed. We had so many votes here, so many votes there, and they were shaved and cut and clipped, and all these people voted for that, but they didn't vote for this position. That was weird. The Attorney General of North Dakota didn't garner the votes. It was all fraud, and the numbers speak for themselves, but no one's going to check it. They've all been in office together for over 20 years. No one's going to check each other out, and when they have voters, you know what they're saying? Oh, it's racist. They're asking for a driver's license from Native Americans. Oh, it's not that. They're complacent with it. That's just an excuse. The address and this and that, it's an excuse by the North Dakota Secretary of State to allow anybody and their mother to vote. That's the way it goes. This is a real problem, you guys. 
and it's not getting the attention it should. And I've been foaming at the mouth for three years because I actually had evidence that they are altering things. I even told the lady, like, there's no way my husband would have ticked that off. And there's no way I would have put down that I'm a Democrat. Are you kidding? Showing that I have partisanship and then applying to do some federal contract and be on Fed biz. And have, are you kidding? I would be rejected automatically from some RFPs that I respond to. This is ridiculous. So again, voter fraud is 100% real. And like I said yesterday in the show, Ronna McDaniel said, well, Matt Evans is doing what he needs to do. Yeah, he is doing what he needs to do, and he needs all the help he can get. The bottom line is voter fraud is real. This happened. And you know what? What is it? My family's victim of it. Because they're using our information. Now, did they vote with our information? I don't know. They say, oh, I don't see anything. You know, we'll see. And no, I don't. It doesn't matter. The, the What matters is I requested to be removed. I was removed. And then I was put back on for me as the Americans. Now, my non-citizen husband was put on there showing clearly that it says that he can vote in the primary. It says yes. It says yes. Next time, yes. It says yes. And it's not just that state. State of North Dakota that's red, most corrupt. They don't even need registration and you can vote. I'll see you all just a bit. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tory Says Show. Uh, so continuing on this election fraud, right? And I know uh, some people tweeted out, oh, Alex Jones is talking about it. Yes, we need to get it in front of everyone's face. By the way, just so you know, um, the first time I spoke with um, Kentucky today, they even told me, you know, um, Judicial Watch is working with us. They're coming at us. Guys, you know, it just so happened that I happen to be someone that knows what's going on. And, you know, it just so happened that it was me. But this isn't something new because I have posts on my Facebook from 2016 where I'm talking about announcing it's on Reddit. It's not like something new. Okay, this I've been on it for three years and I've been uh, contacting everybody and their mother saying, why can't we get the DMV to get people that have, you know, just a little bit more, I don't know, smart to say, oh, look, Social Security number says not U.S. citizen. Let me check that box. You know, it turns out, you know, when I asked, how did someone say that my husband was eligible to vote? He's not eligible to vote. There would be no way he'd tick that off. I was there when he got his U.S. driver's license. I was there because he was um, uh, working for mass transit. So he had to get like a CDL, right? So I was there like to walk him through like, you know, you use this little telephone thing and you stand up and take your test. And, you know, it was a new country to him. He had just been there. You know what I'm saying? So there would be no way. Right. No, he didn't even have his driver's license, by the way, in his hands. He had like a printout. They used to like print out a little paper and mail it to you before you get your real one. He didn't even have his driver's license when it was time for the presidential elections. Yet he was on the list. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Because it was from October to November. Right. That's how quick they were. But anyway, the the bottom line is in Kentucky, Apparently, the lady explained to me that at the top, one of the first questions is, is, are you a U.S. citizen? And then your party affiliation or something. I don't remember seeing that. 
I probably just left that blank because it's none of anybody's freaking business what party I affiliate with. And obviously I can vote because I'm a U.S. citizen. So I probably just ignored that. See, I don't like information collection. The less I give you, the better. So all you need to know is my pertinent information to create this identification. That's it. And I had to remember to use my wrongly spelled name because that's all I could do. Even though the license I showed them had it completely spelled differently, they had to go with what was, you know, done from, you know, whatever. Let's not get into it. That is such a sore point for me, you guys. Because like I said, it took me over a decade to fix it. Uh, we know how they like to do stuff like that, you know. Anthony, Eric, Ciramella, huh? Eric, Anthony, you know, all these names. They love to mess with their own just to make it whatever. So... The the thing is, is that I was like, well, if he didn't fill it out, she's like, you know, when they're backed up, they'll just fill it out for them. That's wrong, too. And you know, it'll be fun to see. How do you know which DMV employee ticked off Democrat or wrote the word Democrat or ticked off that he could vote? How do you find that? How do you know? How do you know? Because I came to the United States back stateside in 2008. My husband came after like way after. So how do you know? Oh, this guy did it. Well, mass little cards, election cards, they use the cards that you write your information on that doesn't have like the super identifying and they put them somewhere and I don't know. So it's a question. We've got the DMV. We've got the DMV registering people as Democrats and or eligible to vote when they're not. Hmm. That's very interesting. Very, very interesting. You know, it seems that we are not protecting one of the most valuable things we have as American citizen. And what is that? It is the fact that we ourselves have the right to vote. That's the thing. We ourselves have the right to vote, and our vote actually matters in the United States. This is why the Democrats are constantly attacking that right, constantly diluting our rights. They want to cause division. They want to do all this. But at the bottom line, that is where they hit it. And, you know, it feels really sad for an office that I spoke with that seemed sincere, even though I was, this is like my pet peeve. You know how some people hate, you know, people chewing with their mouths open or something. You tell me anything about electoral fraud, I turn into, you know, Godzilla. I freak out because I have lived in uh, or visited, right, in almost on on every continent except for Antarctica in my lifetime. I have seen just how lucky we are for the reason that we have a vote, right, because we have a vote. This is how lucky we are. I have seen it firsthand. What it means to be an active citizen, what it means to have the ability to put your vote down. I have seen that with my own eyes. That is something that I cannot waver at. Like if I hear, oh yeah, you know, this person voted, I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like, I'm against the death sentence, right? I would probably consider it for that. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even though I'm totally against it. It's just really important for us to appreciate that right. 
And I hope this gets more coverage than anything. Because when you have your Secretary of State, your DMV, and your Attorney Generals not working together to make sure that they protect our elections, you think it's identification only? I mean, yeah, what are you going to hear? Black people are dumb. They can't read. They don't need driver's license. They can't get an ID. Well, then how do they get welfare? How do they get car insurance? How do they go to the doctor? How do they get prescription meds? How do they register a kid in school? You need identification. So stop. We all know what the concern is. It's the fixing of this issue that we have, right? That we have on, um, of our vote. We just, oh my gosh. I, I am so, like, I don't even pop my foot up and down, up and down, and I'm doing it. I think I'm going to need like an intravenous of nicotine right now because I'm so irate. Because what I heard was aside from the fact that we were re-added on and I got the explanation of why we were re-added on. Like how in the world is it okay a month before the election to have litigation, to have the guy that won, and that's in air quotes, won, the only Democrat that won, he litigated with the state demanding that they add on 175,000 purged voters. Why would he do that? Oh, so timely, just a month before you're supposed to be, you know, on that ballot. Let's get everyone on. Totally not voter fraud, right? Totally not. Totally legit. Right. Because a month before the elections, he sticks on one hundred seventy five thousand people that were already deemed ineligible to vote or purge because they were dead. Or in my case, I don't live there. Or in my husband's case, not an American citizen. Yet they were all added back on. Could you imagine how many? I mean, in my state, now that I'm in in North Dakota, you can be you, 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 you know, you could cross that border right now. Walk in here, get yourself a driver's license, and you'll be voting in the presidential elections. Boom. No questions asked. You're on that list. And the only time that that might come and bite you in the tush, right, is if you apply for citizenship, right, and you apply for citizenship seven years uh, um, before the seven-year mark because, you know, they purge election records. So, see, I can't see... Really, if anyone voted with my name, you know, from seven years ago in another state, because that's purged. So if I'm an illegal migrant and I vote or a legal migrant, right, and I vote for the elections uh, for Hillary Clinton in 2016, then I'll just make sure not to reapply to renew or to apply for American citizenship. The renewal, I don't know if they look at it. I think it's just when you apply for citizenship. So, you know, my husband doesn't want to be a U.S. citizen, so he just renewed his 10-year thing. But the thing is, it's like they can wait it out. (laughs) This is what they're doing. These people are crooks. They're criminals. They stole the most valuable thing we have as Americans, and that is our vote. I'm so PO'd. I need to like walk away from that, like seriously walk away from that topic because it is so appalling. And the thing is, I've been talking about it for three years. So now I'm even more irate because this could have been rectified if people took it seriously a year ago. Now, I want to um, play a clip of President Trump where he describes how he's going after corruption. First hand knowledge, there is no... 
This is what's important. And I also want to point out that I broke the story, let's just say, of Yovanovitch lying under oath. And the Daily Wire publishes the same article three days later than I did. And we'll talk about that again. Remember how I told you that Yovanovitch, you know, self-proclaimed herself gatekeeper? Well, Tucker Carlson said that himself. So he said that after, after I pointed it out, she broke the law. That's a crime. But let's just listen to what the president has to say first in regards to corruption. First-hand knowledge. And all that matters is one thing, the transcript. And the transcript is perfect. Mark Levin last night on television, who's a great constitutional lawyer, he broke it down. He said, what Trump said, and he was respectful, he said, President Trump, What President Trump said was perfect on the transcript. What he said on that telephone call with the president of Ukraine was perfect. Nothing else matters. And what he said was perfect. And he analyzed it every line, every paragraph. It was not complex. It was perfect. Nothing else matters. With that being said, uh, every one of those people cancel themselves out. So what they do is they go all over Washington Let's find the 10 people that hate President Trump the most and let's put them up there. Now, in some cases, they really turned out to be very much honest and fair. But in no cases have I been hurt. In no cases that I see have I been hurt. So, Mr. President, what do you say to millions of people who don't believe you? What do you say to millions who don't believe you? Well, they shouldn't be having public hearings. This is a hoax. This is just like the Russian witch hunt. This is just a continuation. When you look at the lawyer for the whistleblower, I thought it ended when they found out that the lawyer was so compromised. The lawyer's the bad guy. So you look at that. I thought that was the end of it. Now, this is just a continuation of the hoax. It's a disgraceful thing. In the meantime, we've got the best markets we've ever had, stock markets. We have the best unemployment numbers we've ever had. We have the best employment numbers we've ever had. We have almost 160 million people. We've never been even close to that. So we're doing it. But unfortunately, you people don't want to talk about that. Well, they'd like to have a rollback. I haven't agreed to anything. China would like to get somewhat of a rollback, not a complete rollback, because they know I won't do it. But we're getting along very well with China. They want to make a deal. Frankly, they want to make a deal a lot more than I do. I'm very happy right now. We're taking in billions of dollars. I'm very happy. China would like to make a deal much more than I would. Well, I haven't gotten involved. I saw he said very nice things about me last night, but uh, we'll have to see. I'll have to see. I haven't made. I haven't made a determination. Yeah, go ahead. So, I, I don't even think about what you, it. So what do you say to the millions of people who just don't believe you, that you have something and that your transcript shows that you did something wrong? What do you tell them? Well, I'll tell you what. It's a very simple thing. I had a very good call with the president of Ukraine. I assume that's what you're talking about. The call was perfect. Now, thereafter, I have a second call, but nobody knew about. And I guess they want that call to be produced also. You've heard that, John. So I have a second call. I had a second call with the president, which actually, I believe, came before this one. And now they all want that one. And if they want it, I'll give it to them. I haven't seen it recently, but I'll give it to them. 
But I had a call before this one with the president of Ukraine. I understand they'd like it, and I have no problem giving it to him. I have no problem. Mr. President, on the Biden, Mr. President, Mr. President, on the Biden, did you ask Bill Barr or anyone in your Department of Justice to investigate the Biden? And if not, you didn't ask them, why would you ask the president of Ukraine to do something you weren't willing to ask your own Justice Department? We are looking for corruption. We're giving hundreds of millions of dollars, and we're looking for corruption. And all you have to do is take a look at Biden, and you'll see tremendous corruption, because what he did is quid pro quo times 10. And, and let me just say, be quiet. 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 Did you ask the DOJ? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so quiet and quiet. That's right. Corruption is corruption, and we've been investigating before he even threw his hat in the race. Okay, and he's not even an opponent, let's be honest, all right? He sucks. He sucks. And according to my, <laughs> I'm going to go back to my uh, early, early wake up because of my migraine that I, uh, you know, slept from like yesterday afternoon. Um, in there, it says that Joe Biden in the history in America, in all of American history, I kid you not, I'm not joking here. Right. Kid you not. He has the worst voting record. <laughs> 17. When he was running for president, uh, he only voted on 17 percent of the things he needed to vote for. And another year he was also like, I think it was like 30 percent or something. I, I can't find the page in front of me right now because my um, makeshift. um bookmark which was a pen kind of left i really love this book i suggest you guys buy it i know it's on amazon um it's called um the book of political lists it's got some really fun facts it tells you which um senators in history have pled guilty to having sex with minors too that went on the record to say it. i kid you not like damn jf kennedy jr you're awesome like the stuff he put in here is just amazing cities that have hosted more more than one major party convention, Democratic conventions. Chicago has hosted <laughs> 11 of them, but they actually hosted 14 Republican ones, and that was in the 1800s, of course. <laughs> Baltimore, Philadelphia, and St. Louis. Fun facts. Um, so I urge you guys, I'm not making any money off of this. Actually, a crazy liberal was the writer for this book, and he hates President Trump and anything <laughs> That he stands for, I'm just letting you know. So that's even more awesome to just keep buying that book. So uh, here we are where the president is um, investigating corruption. And a friend of mine, Michael, just sent me a text, a 2018 tweet by the president that says, all levels of government and law enforcement are watching carefully for voter fraud, including during early voting. Cheat at your own peril. Violators will be subject to maximum penalties, both civil and criminal. I want to see what happens in um, Kentucky. I mean, this sounds so fishy, but we have to remember this guy was the attorney general of Kentucky. So he's got judges in his pocket, people in his pocket, everybody in his pocket. This is why we need to be taking on our judges. I say it again. Why is Judge Collier sitting on a bench? Why is Contreras on a bench? Sullivan, what are you doing? You know you can't dismiss this now. You sat there and tried to allege that my general <laughs> committed treason. Oh, man. All of them need to go. All of them. 
And um, fun uh, thing that I should say about the judges going, did you know that you can actually, the president can remove someone from the House um, and then, you know, have something going? And I'm thinking... You know, he knows that. If I know that from the book of political lists, he surely knows that. So why isn't he removing Schiff or Pelosi? Because it's always awesome when you just grow more rope to hang yourself. I mean, that's it. President Trump is a great rope salesman. That is exactly who he is. He will let them pull their pants down first. And that's the way it is. I mean, it is just... It is incredible. Now let's move on to the Ukraine. So three days ago, I published an article asking you, what did you take away from the Ukraine ambassador's, uh, you know, testimony? And today is breaking news. Um, the Daily Wire puts out before the contents of the whistleblower complaint were known publicly, a Democratic congressional staffer contacted the former American ambassador, blah, blah, blah. Tucker Carlson talked about that, right? We talked about that. But the thing is, is that she was the gatekeeper. That's the problem. This is why the whistleblower was involved. She was the gatekeeper of all information going in. And the ambassador's on uh, first answer, okay, yeah, she committed treason. Um, I, well, it was actually seditious conspiracy. She also lied. Of course she's going to lie. So did Schiff lie. No one's getting a hel- held accountable for lying. The thing is, she was the gatekeeper, and it would have been nice if they would have put that in there because that is a crime. You can't, as an employee of the State Department, speak for the Attorney General. You cannot. You cannot ever, 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 ever speak for the Attorney General. Because your treaty, and you're supposedly representing the nation in the Ukraine, so you obviously know what the treaty of the Ukraine is, right, between the U.S. in regards to criminal matters. It clearly says, hey, you're not allowed to say these things. And if you scroll all the way to the bottom, because it's no big deal she lied, because it's not like they're going to get her in trouble, I put it in that she also lied. The Lee Zeppelin, uh, Zeldin, and I said Zeppelin, sorry, Lee, where he said, interesting take, another option for this CNN Clinton hack to try would be to read the entire transcript, including posing the entire several pages of lines where Abramovich says August 19th was the only time she ever communicated with the House Dem staffer. And then when I asked her why the House Dem staffer was reaching out to her, she said, oh, maybe it was just to catch up. So the House Dem staffer, she never spoke with before in her life, apparently, according to helping lead up to this impeachment proceeding may have just been reaching out to catch up. Come on. It's like saying, yeah, Loretta Lynch and Bill Clinton were on the tarmac just to talk about grandkids. Come on. Come on. Who's buying this? This is this is war, you guys. This is the most civil, civil war we've ever seen with the most atrocious people coming after us. They came after our vote. I have been saying this for years. I have been watching elections across the nation. And, you know, it is so awesome that it happened to me like this is for a fact a problem. Uh, maybe someone will listen to my proposal. Hey, DMV, when you plop in that person's social security number and it tells you they're not an American citizen, tick a freaking box. 
So that way, when you export the voter list, right, to your little facilities where people vote, you exclude people under 18 and non-U.S. citizens. Super simple. No yellow Jewish stars on cards and stuff. I seriously don't know how Al Yeager actually said that to me in a straight face. I told him, are you serious? You need to leave office. I kid you not. I said that to his face. I have no qualms, and anyone can dispute me on that. That is a fact. That is a fact. No BS, no nothing, a fact that that happened. I confronted him. I said, you need to fix this. And you know what the Democrat one said? Yeah, you know, we're going to kind of look into it. And, you know, we have to worry about racism and excluding people. I was just like, all right, you're not getting elected either. So this is why I went with the with the new guy that was running on the Republican ticket. And, you know, uh, obviously they railroaded him right after he got he sensed a nomination from us delegates and they railroaded him. So. It is really important that people understand just how vile they are, just how horrible they are. It is incredible. The atrocities that they're willing to commit, I mean, obviously they lie, but here's the thing. They not only lie, right? They steal the most precious thing we have, which is our right to vote. Oh, I'm so... PO'd, guys. I don't know if you could tell. I'm like really riled up. I'm riled up because I found out that they not only, you know, commit voter fraud, but they do it unapologetically. Like, how do you explain that a month before you're going up, you put 175,000 people back onto the voter roll? Um, what? Like, how is nobody talking about this how is nobody upset about this how is nobody pointing this out where is the mainstream media? there is no mainstream media do you know why qatar is everywhere i i published that article yesterday about the twitter employees that were arrested you know working for saudi arabia turns out ahmoud which was the only person arrested the other two were at large right that was a u.s citizen that went to washington state university that worked for twitter well get this He is the one that set up the deal for Bloomberg and um, Al Jazeera to work together. So Bloomberg, Waypo, Twitter are invaded with Qatari dollars. Okay, their pockets have coins from Qatar. They have invaded every facet of our media. And you're going to be like, well, that's Qatar and mainstream media is just corrupt for the Democrats. Dude, the Muslim Brotherhood is their tool to annihilate our rights. This is what they're using to beat us down. Their rhetoric, Islamophobia, racism, sexism. What else? Can we just throw all the isms in there, right? That's basically what they're doing. And they're using foreign money to do so. This is a conspiracy against our nation. I mean, Zaid that loves Disney, so creepy. Got it. So creepy, right? He literally, um, uh, said that there was a coup. Oh. After this break, we'll, um, get into Iran because I wrote a really good article about their stroke of bad luck. <laughs> I'll see you all in just a bit. real news. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So before we start on stuff that are going on outside of our borders, uh, statues being erected uh, that nobody wants to to talk about, um, and this stroke of bad luck for Iran, it just seems to be getting worse and worse. Unidentified flying objects being shot down, earthquakes, and UN officials strapped with explosives trying to get onto nuclear facilities. But before we get into that, I am going to play the audio. Uh, Millie Weaver, um, uh, you can follow her at Millie underscore Weaver. Um, put it up. And so I'm going to play this video because like I said, the proof is in the pudding. And I'm, and I said, you know, uh, I was victim per se to be, have my information used for voter fraud. And it is a clear example to how it is because I needed to reinforce this, this notion that this has happened. Like, how is it that someone registered a foreign national? How is it that they ticked off Democrat? Like, how was I registered as a Democrat, right? Listen to the audio and great job, Millie Weaver. And I know Alex Jones did. This should be all over the world being heard. We were in litigation. We had, uh, through the course of this last, what's called lift maintenance, where, uh, Put, it deemed 175,000 voters is inactive. And then through litigation from different uh, individual agencies, uh, partners, uh, individuals, uh, that suit required us to add those 175,000 back in. Good morning, Kentucky State Board of Elections. This is Hi, it's Tori again. I just oh, wanted, I, hey, I was like speaking to my husband as well, and I was trying to explain something to him. And I told him that you're going to be sending the email because, like I told you, you know, we work with the AG, um, and he took care of it in 2016. And what he doesn't understand is, I, I, I said that we were accidentally like, how were we off in 2018? No, I can't tell you. I cannot tell you that that's how. But the only reason that stands is. Recently, we were in litigation. We had, uh, through the course of this last, what's called lift maintenance, where, uh, put, it deemed 175,000 voters is inactive. And then through litigation from different, uh, individual agencies, uh, partners, uh, individuals, uh, that suit required us to add those 175,000 back in. Now, okay. you said the only way you knew that in 2018 is you checked and you weren't on. The right. only way I can envision that that happened is through that process. I can't tell you that for sure because what I can see is not all of the activity record. Right. I'm a low man here. I'm not, I'm not one of the chiefs. And one of the chiefs could probably tell you if it wasn't. Well, the thing is, Ann, I work with Governor Bevin's office, right, when, I, when this came to my attention. And like I said, my concern in 2016 was, because everyone was talking about all this election fraud. I was like, what if someone votes, you know, on behalf of my husband, then he's going to get automatically deported. That's automatic deportation. And that right? was my first red flag when you called was how, first and foremost, how was he able to register when that first question is. So there are cards, uh, and the cards have a, a permanent retention. So if you'd like me to, I'll be glad to call Though they are extremely busy, and this will not be an, uh, one that will take front burner, I, I assure you. The fact that it has me as a Democrat is insane. 
as I stated, and as I stated to you prior, uh, all I can do is try to help you in this endeavor. I was here in 16. I, I worked in the same position, and I and I would have kind of remembered this maybe. I don't know. Uh, that was a presidential election year with a lot going on. Right. The only activity I see, I see is 2008, the original uh, registration. And then I see after that a change in 2010. And it looks like the change of backhanding for your husband, however, was in 2011. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. November of 2011. So each time... They, each time it updated his voter registration as well. So the, I, can, I can start investigation of this for you, Ms. Yeah. Again, I will emphasize to you that the process for retention on any type of correspondence from 18 has passed. Right. So it would, well, we're right at that 22 month period. So the only thing I can do is right now ensure you the method for removal. I have spoken to my executive director in, in reference to the situation. Right. And that's the best avenue I can find for you right now to ensure that you are not on these voter rolls. Now, right. On that, and you're, and you're speaking to the AG's office in 18, that, that's something that's beyond my control. But it's not really funny when I see that we were removed and added back on. It's a little bit crazy, right? Right. And, and you're not the, it's not the only time that I've seen that happen. Individuals who are in hold green card and are able to get driver's licenses, unfortunately, are erroneous, really registered here. And then when they go through the process of naturalization, they find that out and they have to go through a lengthy process to ensure that that is denoted so they can re-register. And unfortunately, that error is on the part of the circuit clerks. You can pass legislation in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. We've had the motor voter law in, in established here since 1993, and yet you have to have communication between the circuit clerk and the county clerk to make that process work correctly. And unfortunately, there's not enough training on the circuit clerk's end, and there's not enough communication between the circuit clerk and the county clerk to make that process work the way it should. And unfortunately, like I said, erroneously, you've got the DMV people who are just backed up out the door, and you're trying to just process them like cattle. And unfortunately, the the uh, the the necessary time needed to be placed on this process is just not given. You know, and that's like the most sacred thing, our vote. And if we can't make sure that that, you know, just for American citizens and, and justly put, uh, that's horrific. And I yeah. agree wholeheartedly, and yeah. that's one of the reasons I've stayed in this position for 20-plus years. So, Thank you so much. Thank you. I just wanted to confirm that, you know, to him and to myself and just to know so that way people know that, you know, this was recently done and that's why we weren't on it before and, you know, now we probably, probably were one of those 175,000 people we put on there. Well, I promise you, I've already sent you the email. I would give it about because of the litigation, because of what's going on right now, we are close to purging. So you may submit that and I can promise you as soon as it's possible, that will be done. There's a reason we were deplatformed 14 months ago, and it's because him.
And it's probably a reason why nobody gave any merit to what I was saying in 2016 and why the attorney general, even in the state of North Dakota that doesn't have registration, gave no mind to me in 2017 and 2018, where I went to the secretary of state of North Dakota and said, we have a problem. You are just printing off driver's license names and whatnot. So it's pretty horrific. It's just horrific. And, um, you know, Millie Weaver did a great job um, putting that together. Haley Kennington is uh, putting uh, down an article as well, um, uh, you know, to just outline the process. Because how many people out there right now, how many of you have moved state, you know, almost every four years or whatever, you know, for, for me, project wise, I guess, you know, you, you move and you have to think like how many of these states have your name there? Because when I asked, you know, um, in an earlier call with this individual, like, I mean, my driver's license from Kentucky has a hole in it and they canceled it because I got it in another state. Doesn't that remove me? She's like, no, unfortunately it doesn't. They, the systems don't talk to each other. You just stay on there forever. This is why we have dead people voting. This is why we have illegals voting. This is why we have non-U.S. citizens in general voting. And this is why you might yourself right now, sitting there listening to me now, could have voted in the Kentucky elections if you ever lived in Kentucky. Because your name is still on it. That's what's crazy. That's what's insane. Like, uh, for you guys, for me, I'm thinking from a non-U.S. resident position, who checked off that he's eligible to vote? Who wrote down Democrat? I mean, he's not allowed to vote. And yes, they process them like cattle. And who took that little card, that original card and ticked off? We won't know. Because if they were put in a batch, you know, whatever. Now we're all electronic. It's 2019. What... An insane thing, right? It's 2019 and we can't make technology work for us. The minute you put, you know, tell you what, while I was in the process of changing my name to the correct spelling that I've had since like for, from birth, uh, I remember going and having a man's face pop up. I kid you not. Um, put in my social security number and they were like, okay, male. And they were like, oh, there's already a, and I was like, that's not me. Uh, they're darker than me, uh, totally looks like they're from south of the border, totally not me. Yeah, so um, hmm, that was the response that I kind of got. This is why I hadn't updated my, my driver's license in the state of North Dakota, why I hadn't won when we moved to our house, because I didn't get that rectified until like 2017, I think, uh, where I actually, you know, because you got to get with Social Security Administration, figure stuff out, you know how that goes. So when you're a victim of that, um, it's pretty insane, you guys. So um, I was trying to put my correct spelling, I remember, um, even in, in, in Kentucky, and, and I couldn't. They, they, they wouldn't let me because this says this, but this, yeah, so we understand, but see, that's not what we consider acceptable identification. So it's like, and then you go to your city of birth. So I go to Manhattan and I'm like, yo, can I get a copy of my birth certificate? Sure. Give me your ID. Yeah. So your ID doesn't match the spelling on the birth certificate. I was like, yeah, but it's me. That's what I need. I need that to be able to fix that. Yeah. So, um, guys, I'm telling you, 
Everything needs to be talking to each other. I mean, the passports are biometric. Jesus. Everything's biometric now. I've been in, I've been in a file with the federal government since I took my oath. Like, come on. Seriously. Voter fraud is real. Voter fraud happened. And you know, no one better than Bevins to get this done. He was, he is a good governor. He is a straight shooter and he, and in, in his office, is impeccable. And I have to say that there was a congressman there um, who was a Democrat, but was actually quite conservative, probably why he's not congressman anymore. But I just thought I'd mention that. Now, moving along to Iran. Okay, let's move along to Iran. Let's shift some gears because we got a lot going on out there in Europe. We've got so much going on. We've got, uh, you know, the... Um, the EU army gaining way, right? The EU army is gaining way. We have uh, NATO being denounced by Macron. Well, I don't know about NATO. The EU army is going to be strong. And it's like, where did you guys get that? I thought, all you know, you didn't churn out stuff. You were all about peace and unity and letting people run all over, uh, you know, and roll over your citizens. Like, oh, where's this coming from? So uh, that is, uh, you know, pretty incredible. It is pretty incredible. So you have to think about it. Okay? Think about it. What is going on in Europe? We, it is going insane. And let's focus, first of all, let's focus on Iran. Okay? Let's talk about Iran. Because I mentioned this, and it's important that we take a look into it. I mentioned to you that um, my sources um, late last week told me um, that there was a an IAEA, you know, the people that inspect nuclear facilities, right, for the UN, that showed up, and this chick, right, tested positive for explosives and set alarms off. Now, here's the weird thing. So they were going to tour all these different nuclear facilities, okay? And so this chick arrives um, to their nuclear facility, and, you know, alarms go off completely, like, Completely. And so at that point, you know, when she came in, um, you know, they told her you can't come in. She quickly didn't even continue like to other places. She left and went to Austria. Now, the identity of this woman is being held on lockdown. We don't know what nationality she is, where she, all we know is that she's female. Like I can't even get that from the IAEA, International Atomic Energy Agency's meeting where the uh, Iran's envoy to them, ambassador for it, I guess, Kazim Garibabadi went and talked like they had like an ex- they had a meeting just for this and they are so in the weeds right now the IAEA they're like oh we'll work with you Iran we'll help you figure it out that happened yesterday now as they're sitting there reporting and they're showing video and pictures because they monitor these people from the minute they come into the country to the minute they leave they were like we think she swapped or placed explosives at some point when she went to the bathroom here and we don't we can't we don't know who went in and out during this period of time because we weren't monitoring that so this is our concern that we have nitrates within our nation. You know, she came with a special Cessna, right? She didn't come like on coach, you know, with an airplane. So that happens. They have this meeting. And then in the stroke of bad luck, they get knocked with an earthquake, almost six on the Richter scale. It was like 5.9. And here's the thing. It happened in the northwestern region, um, which is like... um 
right by an, uh, uh, their missile silo. Uh, it was uh, like in between Tabriz and their, where their missile silo is and where the epicenter of it. So it was like southeast of the city of Tabriz and that, you know, southeast of it is like where the location was. And, uh, you know, it was like 60, um, 60 kilometers away from the missile silos they have. So it was a 5.9 magnitude earthquake. The, when I reported it in the morning, um, it seemed that uh, there were about six people confirmed dead and 300 people were injured. It looked horrific. And the thing is, the earthquake was shallow. What does shallow mean? A shallow earthquake means that it wasn't deep in the ground, okay? It means that it wasn't like down in the tectonic plates or, you know, um, something um, uh that you would expect from uh, an earthquake of that magnitude. Obviously, there are shallow, you know, um, earthquakes all the time, and those are usually followed, um, you know, up. But it was only like four to five, well, maximum five miles is about eight kilometers, right? Deep. That's like nothing. Okay, so it was violent and it was a vertical earthquake, meaning going up and down um, and then side to side. So they've had four point and then some earthquakes after that. So this happens the day after that. Well, that evening, right, because it was like the day after for them, right, in the evening, early morning where this earthquake happens. And so while this earthquake happens right before their first, you know, um, aftershock that was like a 4.7 or something which is a pretty big aftershock right that went like side to side it was a horizontal type earthquake uh, an unmanned air vehicle okay that they quote as unidentified or unknown flying object was flying into Iranian airspace in the southwestern region like up by the port right uh by um so it was coming in through there, which is kind of like a little Gulf area, right? Where you have like Kuwait there and, you know, and so it was coming up there and immediately they shot it down. Now, the first thing I noticed, it was reported early this morning that it was that Iran air defense shot down an unmanned aerial vehicle but that belonged to the U.S. Navy with an A-23B SAM rocket. Okay. So who reported that? Okay. Qatari-based news reported that. So is it an American one? I don't know. Has it been confirmed? I don't know. And they're saying that, oh, it was just testing Iran's airspace. That's really weird. Why would you go in there and say, oh, I just want to test and see if you guys have your backup. It's like kind of a bait and switch. Look at this. You have an earthquake here. We'll just fly in through here. That's what it seemed like to me. I mean, I think it would seem like that to almost anyone, right? That while I'm having this earthquake, you just so happen to be flying in, uh, you know, uh, an unmanned vehicle. That's insane. That is insane. So you have all these three things happening. You know, with, it's actually within 24 hours, right? I know that the UN person strapped with bombs, right, was last week, but they were talking about it and filed an official complaint with the UN and the IAEA just yesterday. So once they filed this official complaint and they had the video footage, they showed it, they showed all the tests, they showed that she set off alarm bells. I mean, imagine that. Is this how desperate they are? That they would take uh, you know, explosives into a, a nuclear facility in, oh my gosh, guys, that would like get rid of 
the majority of the Middle East. Like, that's it. That would destroy everything. It would seep into, like I said yesterday, to the Mediterranean. It would destroy life as we know it in the Middle East. Is that how, you know, disposable these people are supposed to be? It is incredible. I am shocked. I am 100% shocked that this is happening and not, not a lot of people are reporting it. This is a big deal. They had people try to walk onto their nuclear facilities strapped with bombs. So you have to think about that. That is the, that is a very big concern because imagine how the, the Iranians feel. I mean, you're going to say, well, they don't care. They don't care. You know, they're terrorists. Guys, regardless, one, two, ten terrorists running the country. What about the millions of people that live there? Are they terrorists too because they live there? Did that child that was born yesterday um, decide that, you know, um, they live there? I mean, this is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And no one is talking about it. No one is saying anything about it. And And that's what's shocking the most. That you have, you know, a terrorist attack in a terrorist country. <laughs> but think of it. We don't like it when terrorists come to us and have us live in fear. Why would it be okay to do the same to them? It's not. And my sources tell me that um, uh, people within leadership in Iran are actually reaching out to President Trump. And what I've noticed is, is that when I was listening to Iranian state media, they were trying to make it out that Pompeo is the one orchestrating this. And he's not on the same page with President Trump that, you know, um, is all about peace and negotiations and talking. So, you know, that is a very big deal, too. Right. So I, I see that they're putting in that divisive thing to kind of think like, oh, look, we're going to tell on Pompeo so President Trump will look at us more. He won't. He trusts Pompeo. He does. He trusts him, and we have to trust him. I mean, I don't know what he's doing with Gina Haspel there. I'm going to tell you that. I really don't know. And I am not going to put my hand on a Bible and, you know, throw all my eggs in that basket. The only place that I'm throwing all my eggs into is President Trump's basket. I trust him. I trust him like nobody's business, a hundred percent. I trust him just like I trust Sessions. Hmm? Sleepy Sessions, thank you for your service. Now he's running. That is who I trust because he helped make all of this happen. Whitaker is who I trust. Oh my God, isn't he like the cutest, you know, big guy you've ever seen? Like he's like, you know, Johnny Bravo with no hair, but smart. Okay, because Johnny Bravo is not that smart. I used to love Johnny Bravo, by the way. I loved watching that cartoon. So what we need to um, remember is that the news that I'm giving you right now, no one's actually giving you. And that's important because that tells you how important it is if they're not talking about it. Um, that Iran was uh, is being terrorized, that they had an earthquake and just so happened minutes. It's coming out from the south that they're sending out uh, UAVs. And oh, oh, that was actually reported by Saudi uh, by Saudi Arabia that there was an unmanned air vehicle. That's where I saw it. And then it was um, uh, Qatar media that uh, named um, that said that it was an American one that was owned by the U.S. Navy and using an Alpha 23 Bravo SAM rocket. So uh, they're the ones that actually reported that. I just wanted to make that clear. So, you know, it seems like we're not really getting the news. We're getting whatever they want us to um, uh, know about. We're only allowed 
to know what they say, uh, which is pretty incredible. Now, speaking of corrupt attorney generals and stuff, right? Um, shifting a little bit gears here because we need to talk about the president. The president of the United States has been under attack from day one. They announced that they were going to go forward with a coup. They were going to go forward with impeachment. They were laughing about it. They thought they were there. And like I've demonstrated to you time and time again, hopefully, efficiently and effectively, this has all been a plan. We are at least seven months ahead of them. We used to be a couple of years ahead of them. Now we're about seven months ahead. And no matter what they try to do to mitigate, they can't unless they come up with some new thing. And you know what's funny? Here's how you see where you're, you need to be paying attention to. Didn't I tell you at the beginning of the week that Adam Schiff and, um, Pelosi, it was Schumer and Pelosi, sorry, that they wrote a letter to the president, uh, not president, to Mitch McConnell telling him that he needs to put forward the red flag bill. I think I mentioned it again yesterday. Well, now it's news. So delayed, now it's news where they want to take away our guns before the election, which means that we already can surmise what their next plan is because as they're going against the president financially and i'll explain the whole attorney general in new york thing in a bit they're also trying to attack our rights and our inability to defend ourselves and i think i tweeted about it either yesterday or the day before yesterday what i said to pelosi uh you know the second amendment was so that we can protect ourselves from people like you from governments that are run just like you're running your square, right? So I'll see you all in just a bit. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. So I just tweeted out a picture of the book that I was talking about earlier because I actually got a few DMs that I saw over the break um, asking me about it. And I just said many people have asked me to tweet out the bedside table book. And that's the one by JFK Jr. Uh, called George, the political, the book of political lists. Guys, this is like a book that you can peruse anytime. It has dirt on every single politician, like from the 1800s, like how, um, you know, uh, George Washington had like, uh, you know, girlfriends and Ill- illegitimate kids, like all this stuff. So it's got really good stats. It's a really good book. Um, I urge you guys to, you know, if you want something, you know, anything right there. And you can also make sure that Blake Eskin, who is like a, a really, really foaming at your mouth snowflake, you could tell him how awesome JFK Jr.'s book is because he gets so PO'd because he loathes everything conservative. Um, so I wanted to... Um, just take a moment right now. Take this half hour so we can talk about our president and appreciate what is going, um, what's going in regards to um, him on what he is going through. Now, we all know that he's been attacked on every single front you can imagine. We know this. That's totally fine. But the Attorney General of New York 
had clearly stated herself, and I think I retweeted it a couple times on a Periscope, how she was campaigning on the fact that she is going to destroy President Trump, that she was going to take him out and she was going to make sure that all of this stuff, you know, is going to be out there and he's going to get hurt and you watch. We're going to take him out. We're going to give his life a colonoscopy. Well, you know what happens when you have corrupt individuals in positions like the attorney general's office, as we see in the state of Kentucky, where they petition to like put people back on the voter roll or in the state of North Dakota. Let me not get into that again, because it's a really big pain point. Right. If you are scrutinizing them or if you are going against their interest or if you are pointing out illegalities that they do or if you do anything to upset them, they have so much power. Mm. For example, um, in my state, the auditor has brought, has audited all the agencies and found crimes. Guys, legit crimes. Like this past March, he released an audit of HHS showing that they miskeyed, listen to this, miskeyed adoption money payments. Okay, miskeyed adoption money payments to one family about some kid. Right. And instead of paying them like fifteen hundred dollars or something like that, they were paying them something like 50 grand a month. Now, so that came up to be a miskeying of almost a million dollars and it went undetected. Let me tell you something. If I was legit adopting a kid and I knew that I had so much of a grant or something to get from the government and suddenly instead of getting fifteen hundred a month, I'm getting fifty one thousand a month. Right. I would kind of tell someone. You know, it's not like every day somebody's bank account gets a deposit of, of over 50 grand. You're like, yep, that's legit. You see it come the next month. Yep, that's legit. Like, stop. Where did that money go? How did that person not come? This is legit a crime. And guess what? Was never investigated. It was a miskey. The attorney general of North Dakota did not look at it, obviously, possibly because it has to do with children. Let's not get into that right now. okay? but we all know where we're going with this. So he didn't even look into this. We had people getting 50 grand a month for adopting one child and for over 15 months didn't even say, yo, um, uh, my bank account has grown by $50,000 and you gave it to me. Why wouldn't you say it? I mean, a lot of people would be like, I just played dumb for the first month. Say, uh, you gave it to me, right? Second month though, I'd be like, yo, someone set me up. I need to say something, <laughs> right? That's what you would do. I mean, even if I get a deposit of like, you know, um, like, oh yeah, perfect example. So someone... I had on my PayPal thing, like an automatic thing. So someone decided to buy me coffee and they sent me, um, what's it? Um, they sent me something like $25, $30. I don't remember. So anyway, I was, um, at the cash register paying for something and I noticed that my bank balance was more than it should. And it was just like 25, 30 bucks or something more. And I monitor that stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? But I couldn't see where it was coming from. It was just on the, so I called the bank and they were like, oh, we don't see it, but it's being deposited. I was like, all right, I'm not going to spend that. Not like I was going to just spend that money, but you know, it rang bells. And then later I saw it came.
came from PayPal and it came from a listener. Thank you. And I was just like, okay, great. Now imagine if that happened, right, with $50,000. I'd be on the phone and be like, I'm not getting off. You're going to call someone. You're going to figure out where it's coming from. I mean, that was just a small amount. And I was like, yo, where's that coming from? And imagine if it was 50 grand. I mean, all of you can say, yes, I would call. Yes, I would be like, yo, where's this coming from? I was like, I'm not entitled to this. I want it, but I'm not entitled to this. They said nothing. So this corrupt attorney general didn't look into that. But now that he wants to run for governor, isn't it like that all the time? That corrupt attorney generals want to run for governor? He tried it once and lost. But now he's trying it again. And since the governor of North Dakota is not a very good guy and he's corrupt himself, uh, he's using that against him. So now another audit happened. He's like, well, well, it has to do with the governor. So guess what? I'm going to appoint an independent South Dakota investigator that I'll pick totally independent i'm sorry i just can't like they say these things and it's like are you serious like independent but you pick them right um it has nothing to do with send him for governor fund right stop this is where we're at this is how insane it is so anyway attorney generals are the worst because they're your top lawyers in the state and they could do anything. And here's what's funny. He wants to investigate how this happened, but he's appointing an independent investigator. When you already know, the only way he would appoint this in- independent investigator is if he found something already. And do you know how he can find something already? Because he has the right, according to North Dakota state law, with no crime, complaint, or anything, to just put out secret subpoenas, subpoena ducus tecum, where whoever is involved in that logo formation for North Dakota probably doesn't even know their banks have been probed. Their phones have been tapped. Uh, they have requested educational <laughs> records, everything. And you know what? How do I know this? Because I was victim of the same thing the minute I brought up human trafficking in North Dakota and I called him out. So this is how it works. They give you colonoscopies. This is exactly what Letitia James did to the president. She went through everything. So here's a guy that gave $19 million from the Trump Foundation to charitable causes, Right. So apparently she didn't like the fact that there were technical violations. Like you didn't write the receipt like this. And then you wrote the receipt like this and it was on pink paper, not on blue paper. And you did it in blue ink, not black ink, stupid things. Right? So she's like, so you're fined to the maximum for each and every one of these technicalities, not saying that money's missing technicalities, right? Cause you need to read this. So she's like, so you're going to be fined $2 million. You watch all that. For President Trump, where all the money went to straight to a charity, but the, it was a technicality. Oh, it went through this account and then went to the charity. Or it went uh, on blue paper rather than pink paper. What was the... Wait, one of them was funny. Um, <clears throat> oh, it didn't have the full name of the person. It just had their initial... <laughs> Guys, this is, this is reality. And this is where she got technical violations... Um, oh, oh, specifically, it was because they weren't keeping the board minutes. That's what it was. Uh, you know, that was a really big deal. Like, you didn't keep board minutes, so here's $500,000 of a violation. It's like, but the Clinton Foundation brings in 5 million, 98% go to operations, 2% are then used for, um, salaries, and then 0.001% actually goes to a cause, but you know. I digress, right? This is the problem. So this is where the president's like, yo, you wanted to give me a colonoscopy. You're saying I need to pay $2 million. All right. 
I'll give it to a charity. Where do we want to put it? Do we want it to the Army uh, Army Emergency Relief, Children Aid Society, City Meals on Wheels, Give an Hour, Mark This Table, United Negro College Fund, United Way Capital Area, and the U.S. Holocaust Memorial Museum? I'd be happy to donate it to those places since I did so many violations like not use it on the right paper, the people that signed the check didn't put their full name, and I didn't have all my board minutes. So, yeah. You got me there. I did so much bad. That's all she could find. This woman that has the power to give him a colonoscopy, that's all she could find. And, you know, they say whatever they want. Like, for me, called me every name in the book, and then it's, like, civil. And it's like, well, I thought I was a really bad person, man. Uh, what's going on? Same thing here with President Trump. Uh, we're going to put him in jail. Criminal, criminal. And it's like, there's no crime. So, hmm. Kind of seems like, mm-hmm, whatever. This is what he is going through. This, and this hasn't stopped. There's more. Oh, there's more. They had people overseas. I can tell you this because I'm waiting for this person to come on the record for me. And I, I think they have to wait out their NDA. But apparently, okay, apparently, uh, the U.S. Department of Justice had sent out individuals to overseas properties to investigate to find crimes by the Trump administration. Well, no, Trump, um, uh, Trump conglomerate. Gosh, you guys, this migraine is making me dumb. I can't even pull words anymore. But from uh, Trump's businesses, right? And they literally probed everything. They looked at every single paper. And I'm thinking, do you think the president knows that? I'm pretty sure he knows that. Because if I know that, he knows that, right? But they didn't find anything. They probed every single dish. So this is how squeaky clean he is. They are foaming at the mouth. This is why they went for impeachment. Because they're like, damn it. He's not corrupt. All of Everyone's corrupt. Why can't he be corrupt? I could picture them sitting down, sucking their thumbs and crying about it. Why can't he be corrupt? Because we can't find anything on this guy. He's done everything by the book. And whatever's not super by the book is totally legit anyway. What do we do? Let's get him on not holding board minutes. Go get him. Let's impeach him on his fake whistleblower thing. And we'll all lie and we're all going to be fine because we're going to win the seat and everyone's going to be pardoned. So just lie for us and we'll take care of it. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's probably the way the conversation's going. Uh, you know, and I would like to say that Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi sit down and have a couple of drinks. But Adam Schiff is so wired right now, you would think he has an IV connected with like methamphetamine. The guy can't even sit still. He's sweating all the time. He doesn't know what to say. And my sources within his house, gosh, Grace is amazing. There are some amazing patriots, man, that have been wearing the masks of Democrats for a long time. See, they infiltrate us, but we've been infiltrating them longer. We have people within the intelligence community that have come forward, maybe retired, maybe not working anymore, maybe fired, maybe, you know, uh, resigned, maybe just didn't do anything. But that's the thing. They've all been in there. You know, I was talking with someone the other day and, uh, you know, we were laughing about it a little bit, you know, and I'm like, 
someone can question whatever I say out there, right? Whatever. Like I would like, you know, someone to say, no, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. I even had the cojones to walk up to my attorney general in North Dakota that was litigating against me. And I said, dude, do you want a circus? Because, man, I could bring those monkeys on. Just say the word. I literally said that to him. I do not say things behind people's back. I say them straight. And when I tell you that I've had it out with John Brennan, I'm telling you I've had it out with John Brennan a few times. Owen is a clown. And, you know, he always hated me for that. And I'm so short. (laughs) So he had to look down my way. And when I get snotty or upset, I'll turn my nose up to make myself feel taller. Right. I say it. And, you know, who's going to who? I dare. I just dare. I could tell you things about people you wouldn't even imagine. Not stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about, right? I'm tightroping. Who was I talking about that yesterday? I totally forgot. This is how bizarre this migraine was. And I'm not a migraine person. I don't get migraines. So it was like super weird. Could just be all the added stress. Who knows? Or the fact that I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Next year, I won't be in North Dakota anymore. I'm going to be somewhere else. So I'm like excited about that. Um, But... What we need to understand is that the news that we're getting from people, um, you know, they don't have to be like me where they've actually had it out with, you know, people or spoken to them or work with them or were their subordinates or anything like that. They just have to be the people that are pointing you in the right direction. And I hope that I'm doing this because the direction that I want to point you at is this man sitting in office right now in the White House is fighting Everybody on all fronts. There is not one place that he can turn and find sanction. I think maybe even sitting in his bedroom, he's probably still like, oh, man, am I safe? I think that maybe on his properties is a little bit more safer. He built them. He knows the fastest way out, and it's his people. But I feel horrible. You know, I really do feel horrible. They do not give this man a break. He has promoted peace. He has done so much to us. He has, he has done everything for us, you guys. Everything. There is not one thing he hasn't done for us. He has sacrificed everything. And the thank you he gets are what? More attacks. The mainstream media, once you realize that the mainstream media is part of the intelligence community, and once you actually read the NDAA of 2016, the Amendment 2017, obviously that Obama put in there before he left, you will see buried in those pages is their right to spread propaganda that is legalized. And I'm surprised that we haven't gutted that yet. And, you know... I mean, we're undoing Obama's legacy, and that's exactly what they're saying. This is why they're so upset, that he's undoing everything, right? You heard Joe yesterday. Joe, who has a murder on his hands and plays dumb whenever you raise up the name of Lori Kosutis, right? Um, that Joe, all of them are upset that he's undoing Obama. It's not just Obama, guys. You know, it's generations and generations. Did you know? Okay, that's another thing. See, this is good. Sometimes without technology, you just peruse books. But in this book, and I don't remember what page it was on um it said that there was a socialist party oh yes that's right so you remember so it was probably over a year ago because now i can say that right because i've been on air with you guys for a year 
But I talk about Social Security, and I told you how that was the first rollout. I talked about that, and I've said that again, you know, when I told you what the plan is with the gold standard. Because this synthetic homogenous currency that finally reared his head, its head in its in the public a couple months ago, you know, with the Federal Reserve Chair and all of them, you know, talking. Uh, that was actually rolled out by the first uh, member of Congress that was legit a socialist. So he put this legislation forward and he was a socialist and it went through, even though they banned him because he was a socialist, he got back afterwards. So I just wanted to say that it's literally in the book. And I promise that the minute I find it, I will take a picture of it and tweet it out and then I'll refer to it on Monday and save that tweet so I can read it to you. And for those of you that get this book, I mean, it is amazing. Like I've had this book in my possession for a while and and every single time I open it, I find something else. Um, and unfortunately, with technology being stimulated all the time, being a mom and, you know, doing stuff, I don't get that time because even at the gym, it's not like, I, you know, when I see people running on the treadmill and reading a book, I'm like, are you really reading the book? Like, I have hard time focusing on audio when I'm like working out, like, so since I don't really commute, because there's no traffic, even though people in North Dakota will tell you if there's five five cars at a light, it's traffic. It's totally not. They have to see the Portland Expressway, and that is a parking lot, a parkway. It's the parkway, which is literally a parking lot. Um, but yeah, you should peruse this, because the more I see it, the more I'm like, wow, JFK Jr.'s legacy is this book. It gives you so many tools. I'm just so upset that there's no like um, appendix where you can look up stuff like statistics. Like if you want to find something about Joe Biden, you can't just find all the things about Joe Biden. You have to look at the whole thing. Uh, so but in there, it said that socialism was banned. There was like a law because they kicked that guy out of the house or something. Um, I'm going from memory here. But he was the one that put the bill forward for Social Security. Right. And that is what started it, right? Because they created Social Security and then what happened? We didn't give a crap about our parents. So they left the house. They were the state's responsibility. And then we're like, oh, you know, forget the silver and gold back dollar. Let's just create this fake currency. And on Christmas Eve, they signed that paper. And I am hoping that on Christmas Eve 2020, our president signs that paper and says, you know what? Bye-bye, Fed Reserve. We got gold back currency now. That is what my hope is. So, you know... That's a timeline that's like on a 49% scale. And then the 51% scale is it's not happening that way. So, you know, and just so you know, it was a 38% chance four months ago and now it's at 49%. So when you look at timelines, you have to remember sliding doors. You take one decision, it goes this way, take another decision that way. So what decisions is our president taking? Now, we have grand juries currently going on. Everyone is panicking. They want to go for open hearings next week. What does that tell you? Okay. Obviously, we have really big news to drop. And CNN, NBC, ABC, all the fake news channels, the ones that bury real stories, right? Remember that. ABC buried the story about the pedophile Epstein. They buried it, correct? They totally buried it. Imagine how many murders, how many pedophiles, how many crimes of high-profile individuals they've also buried. Let's just keep that in mind. So those clowns will be running wall-to-wall coverage of these open Open hearings while, I don't know, maybe Comey's raided. Please, if anyone's listening out there, 
give me the tip and I will find a way. I don't care if I have no money. I will be shamed. I will have no shame and say, everybody donate to the Tory wants to sit on a lawn chair in front of Comey's house fund. I want to be right there. And then when someone asks, how did you know? I want to be able to say, oh, I just happen to be in the neighborhood. I totally want to do that. Like, seriously, that is exactly what I want to do because it's now it's our turn. And I know a lot of people don't see it because we're impatient. And again, I've said it before. I am the most impatient person. And I've been saying this for over a year. Most impatient person. I want to see them go down. And I want it to be like that scene from the Game of Thrones where it's like, shame, shame, right? I want that. But it can't happen yet. Because what we have to remember, the IG report is like an audit. It will point out what's wrong. But the crimes will come first. And then that will follow. Because you have to remember we're going to elections. So let's pretend. Let's pretend. Just saying. Not like I'm talking from a point of knowledge, right? But let's pretend that there were some congresspersons and some senators, right, that were running for office, okay? Kind of like Ilhan Omar, right? And so we know that they've committed crimes. Now, are you going to arrest them before the primary election or are you going to arrest them right after the primary election so they have to drop out? After, that's right. So what we have to do, it's all about timing, it's kind of like how they tried to do the whole Mueller thing where they like dragged it out. And then Mueller had to go at that point the minute Barr came in. I mean, Mueller couldn't BS Barr because they were buddies, right? They worked together. They knew each other and their wives went to church together. So it had to shut down. But the timing was perfect. He was just dragging his feet. I mean, when did he know that there was no Russia collusion? Way before the 2018 elections. But he still dragged it out so that way they can have some narrative. And they think they won, because they got the house when it was always the plan. Let you get the house so you can be corrupt and act like corrupt clowns. And then we'll take care of it. We just want the Senate. This is why we focus on the Senate. So think. The president right now has a plan. Our job, and he keeps telling us, and we have to listen, is to help him. He says, I am doing this with you. I need you to do it with me. And what is the you part? Report. He just created a site on the Justice Department website, you guys, where you can complain. Do you think your city is funneling funds? Do you think that they're giving contracts to people and making on the side? Well, guess what? You have access to that now. You have a form that you can fill out. Your identity will remain anonymous to those that you complain about, and they will take them down. Because just the other day, they arrested and charged so many, so many years, a Texas mayor and a bunch of his buddies that, you know, sat there and made a lot of money from kickbacks and fake Medicare accounts and all this. So, you know, if you're in a city where, you know, they're building like weird parking garages or suddenly they're making like new street corner things or gathering centers, feel free to get on the Department of Justice website and say, you know what? The mayor of my town is friends with um, this guy that has like, I don't know, like, like a crane and um, he's getting all the contracts for the city and that's not fair because everybody bid and I'm pretty sure it was competitive, but his friend keeps getting it. 
that kind of stuff, the FBI will totally look at. Hey, I think that their friends bought up the land and now they're calling eminent domain and their friends are getting 50000 even though they purchased it for 20000 But there's a family there living there that has an $80,000 mortgage and they're not giving them any more than thirty. I think this smells. The FBI will be right in there. And you'll watch how quick these gathering center things don't happen and how quickly they shut it down. Because that's what it's all about, justice. And one thing I said about Barr even though it scares me, is that he's all about justice. He's, he doesn't dilly-dally. It's all coming down now. It's all beautiful. Now this weekend, just sit back and relax, because next week is going to be super fun to watch. Super fun to watch them do these open hearings, but super watch, super fun to watch when no one's going to be paying attention to the dropping. Now eyes on Iran, because I'm really concerned about that area. God bless from everyone here at Red State. See you on Monday.